This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Learn more at slashandcast.net. Welcome back to part two of our Back to Ghouls special. Thanks for hanging in there as we figured out our technical difficulties. Please enjoy the show. Is it Bobby's turn? Oh, yeah. Well, this movie is not necessarily, I guess these kids supposed to be in high school, but it doesn't really center around the fact that they're in high school. So, but I guess since they're teenagers, um, I guess so. So um, I went with uh, The Cabin in the Woods. That was in 2011. I mean, I know, again, it doesn't take place in high school, but I mean, they're high school kids and that's the most I got, y'all. Um, but, <laughs> but the Kevin in the Woods, um, is just kind of like a horror spoof, I should say, with, uh, from a lot of other horror movies, especially, um, from Evil Dead. There's a lot of, um, it pays homage to that movie a lot, but when you watch the movie, you see, uh, references towards, you know, the strangers and, you know, um, just and like other monster creature feature movies and stuff like that. And these kids don't know what they're getting themselves into when they get inside this cabin. Because um, in the outside world, they technically got people controlling them in their every move. And uh, I chose this because this movie at the end is batshit crazy. Like things just go completely fucking like bananas. And I love every moment of it i love this movie. i just watched this yeah. not that like maybe a couple weeks ago i love this movie so much yeah and it features sigoni weaver i was surprised at the end when i seen her on there because i'm a huge sigoni weaver fan i love her in ghostbusters and alien and aliens so um i was shocked when i heard her voice and then see her seen her appear at the end of the movie so yes kevin in the woods I'm actually a fan of Cabin in the Woods and didn't know that it was Lovecraft inspired but um, I guess I'm a bigger fan of the uh, marginally racist writer (laughs) very racist (laughs) he didn't like us at all not at all I, I didn't want to take away from his star power. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck him. Yeah, we got Lovecraft Country already doing it. So, I mean. Oh, my Lanta. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we did not talk about it. But anyway, I guess that brings us to you, Devin. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. My third film is Terror Train, which came out in 1980. Mm-hmm. Um, screen queen Jamie Lee Curtis and the story is about a group of they're supposed to be in high school but these motherfuckers look like they're in their 30s but they're on their <laughs> senior trip on a train and like it goes by like years before this the popular popular kids uh, pulled a really cool a cruel prank on the outcast where he was severely hospitalized of course naturally he comes back all these murders start happening. Uh, it's it's a fun movie. It, it's it's a bit problematic in terms of how they deal with gender identity, but we're also talking about a forty year old film as well. So so you have to you know not be too harsh on it. Um, if you like Screen Queen Jamie Lee Curtis, you'll love her in this movie. She's very opposite of Laurie Strode. 
um, I think she's more reminiscent of her character in Prom Night, to be honest with you. Um, it could be actually the same character if they, you know, if you look at it. Um, but yeah, I recommend Terror Train. Oh, I just watched that mean. not too long ago. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that too, because it popped up um, when I was like looking online earlier, and I was like, "Oh, I've never seen this," and it had Jamie Lee in it, and I love me some Jamie Lee, so I'm and happy Vanity. It. <laughs> Vanity had like a small role. <laughs> and David Copperfield. Mm. Oh yeah, I remember David Copperfield. Yeah. I have to revisit that. That's going on the Halloween list for this year. It also stars um, Hart Bachner, who was the, spoiler alert, the killer in Urban Legends Final Cut. How dare you give that away? Um, I have never <laughs> seen that film. How dare you? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Actually, a lot of people still haven't seen that movie. <laughs> spoiler it's alert. It's right? Yeah. And there's one Tubi. Yeah. I forgot I seen it on there. Hmm. <laughs> All right. So I guess that brings it to me. I'm going to go with a, not a, the 1989 film, which I just came to this realization that I heart this movie. A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child. And let me tell you why. Before we start judging. Yeah, I'm choking you like virtually right now. Okay. Is that this movie is really ahead of its time as far as like, yes, the regular horror of Freddy terrorizing you is a thing. However, it's still covering teenage topics that are real horrors like teenage pregnancy, um, eating disorders, being different can make you stronger because the black girl doesn't have to die just because she has a breathing problem. She can fight back, uh, which I really enjoy. And there weren't movies championing teenagers of their everyday struggles coupled with um, diversity of Freddy. So it is now in my new favorites pile. Gray, 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 gray. <laughs> I was actually going to choose part four. <laughs> but I said, nah. Um, I you knocked up Alice. I, I like Nightmare on Street 5, The Dream Child. I actually, um, I, I think it holds up better now than it did back then because we're coming off such a high from part four. Mm -hmm. um, that part three was a bit of a letdown, you know, when you compare the two. But now I think Nightmare 5. They also had, like you said, they had some really strong themes like teenage pregnancy and abortion and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, I'm I'm actually happy that you said that. I have a bit of an attitude, but I am happy that you said that movie. <laughs> I, I literally <laughs> learned what a bastard was from this movie. Oh wow! <laughs> and we know this movie had a bit of a traumatic effect on you as well. Uh, this, this is true. This is true. Um, yeah, so that was my pick. You know, it, it, the anniversary was last week, depending on when you're hearing this. It was in August. August <laughs> um, 11th, 1989. Oh, shit, it was two weeks ago. I don't know why I know the, the release date. Um, I just do. I remember when it came out. That's how old I am. But I begged my parents to take me to go see it, and they did. 
Speaking of parents, can I just tell you guys I love my mom for she just oh. texted me and said, Hey, just FYI, Harry Potter's back on Sci-Fi Channel. Aww. Aww. My mom texted me movie updates. <laughs> Which Harry Potter? Is it all of them or just like all of them? Okay. That's cute. I've only seen one. Really? Yeah. Did you read the books? Hell no. And actually we own them. <laughs> but I haven't read them. I have a couple ornamental books. No deal. It's it's like it's in the Lord of the Rings category for me. Oh. So. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> mm. I can understand if you say that about the last two movies, but I think the other ones are brisk. Uh, you know, like I guess anything involving like that level of magic and fantasy and wizards and shit, I'm just like, all right, like whatever. Just housewives. Like I, it's just it never really appealed to me. <laughs> Um, but one of my best friends is really into the Harry Potter franchise, so he forced me to see the fourth one. I remember it was the fourth one. And I enjoyed it, but it wasn't anything I had to go back to. Fair. Was the fourth one, like, one of the better ones? Uh, I have a biased opinion. I love all of them, and I've read all the books except the most recent one. Uh, m- during holiday times, that's how we get along as a family. We go into the movie room and watch Harry Potter. Aww. I remember the first movie coming out around Christmas or Thanksgiving, actually. Um, and when the movie, actually, when that movie came out, I was like in seventh grade and they made us like read the first book. And then we went to go see like the movie afterwards, which was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's what got me into Harry Potter. And then. Yeah, and I started reading all of them up from there. But my favorite is Prisoner of Azkaban because it's more like grown Harry Potter, and then it starts to get, get it starts to become a little dark and a little bit more horror. Mm-hmm. But, so, but I know this is off subject, so I'm sorry, y'all, to drag this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear we we keep swear because we when we went to Universal Studios when you could go, we love the Harry Potter rides. And we've been swearing like for the last three oh. or four years that when we get back home after our vacation, we're going to like watch a couple of those movies and we never do. So who knows? Maybe 2020 is the year I embrace Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that works out for you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I believe it's time for the next senior superlative. We have Beauty and the Brains. Asher up. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Um, I don't want to ruin my next one, but I'll go ahead and say it. Um, is the character of Mary Riggs as the beauty and for no yeah brains I have Kendall and James Kendall James from my next movie I'm about to mention. Oh, I I don't don't have to break it up like that. What you're killing me tonight? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's fine. You're still gonna get another question next round. Can I just claim myself as Beauty in the, bl- in the Brains? Aww. There you go. <laughs> well played. 
Uh, Bobby. Um, so for Beauty and the Brains, um, I'm going with a male, and it is Jesse Williams, who plays Holden and Kevin in the woods, because mm. um, he is gorgeous, and that man is smart. So yes, he is. He, mm-hmm, so he is my choice for Beauty and the Brains. Can I just say that he needs to do more horror movies? Yes, I need to see him more. I liked him and uh, the violent movie. Oh, yeah. Random acts of violence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can never do uh, Never mind. My uh, pick for Beauty and the Brains and Terror Train. So the brains will go to Jamie Lee Curtis because... Obviously. Um, the beauty would go to Hart Bachner because, I mean, look at him. My gosh. Like, the man was fucking gorgeous. So, there you have it. Oh, wait. We were supposed to, like, split him up? I'm no, you don't to... have to. Okay. All about to say. I'm just greedy. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> then I stick with Jesse. I am going to go with uh, Yvonne. Or Kelly Joe Minter, uh, athlete, academian. Everyone in that movie graduated high school despite adversity of being knocked up. And uh, <laughs> sorry, Alice. <laughs> Poor Alice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and just all around strong character. Uh, she uses her wits until she meets her demise. Okay, <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. This. Gray, you may have to cut this out because this might get us canceled, okay? Uh oh. Please ask. <laughs> As a formidable foe against Freddy Krueger, who did you guys like more, Alice Johnson or Nancy Thompson? Formidable? Well, who was like the best foe? Like, who did you guys like better? Which character? Let me say this which character did you guys like better? Yeah, this Nancy is or Alice? Oh. Alice. Y'all like Alice. Can't know this. Yeah, me too. And I feel bad for saying that because I feel like as a huge Freddy fan, I should say it's Nancy, but I've always connected to Alice more. I was about to ask you why Alice. You know, I think for between parts four and five, you see an arc with her. You see her start as this demure, meek, weak woman. And then as she's called to action, you see her becoming empowered. Uh, you see her building her strength and defeating Freddy. And then with the fifth one, she's, I don't know, more of a, more of a rounded character. She, she's aware of what Freddy can do and how she has to protect her friends and family. I don't know. I've always just liked Alice a little bit more than Nancy. I will also say this, and I say this with all due respect, and I will eat my words if I ever meet these actresses in real life, but I think that Lisa Wilcox, who played Alice, is a stronger actress than Heather Camp, at least in those initial films. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, very soon, a movie called The Bloody Man, which I had the pleasure of co-producing, is coming out starring Lisa Wilcox. Oh! Hey. Yes. Nice. Okay. I'm snapping fingers. Yes. <laughs> the I, the copy of it, my copy of it, should have gone in the mail today, actually. Um, did you say the name of it? The Bloody Man. The Bloody, Bloody Man. Man. Okay. I'm in a little 
look this up right now. And there's also Tuesday nights in there as well. I was literally going to ask you that when we got offline. I was going oh. to ask you if they were both in the movie because, I mean, I don't know if you would know this, but did they get along and set? Like, I do not anything? know this. Okay, because they hated each other for years. So <laughs> I was just wondering, <laughs> but that's in the past. I don't. I'm sure they're fine now. Yeah, everyone will show up for a paycheck nowadays. Yeah, but they because they had a business together. It was a business that Tuesday night started, like where they're making um, like tow tow rings, and then Lisa Wilcox like joined her as you know an associate or whatever. And then I don't know what went down, but her, the company ended up forcing Tuesday night out, mm. and so obviously she was pissed. And she gave an interview. I want to say it was to Arrow in the head, but don't quote me on that. But she just bashed Lisa Wilcox. This is like a good 10, 15 years ago, and I, I would assume they've made up or something since then, but just wondering. I'm living for this behind the scenes drama. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send you like whatever information I have, Bobby, because like I, I was into it. I said this is some um this is some drama. If I ever get the chance to ask, I will. Just ask Lisa, how do you feel about Tuesday? Like really? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I need I you to cross like your legs and like lean forward when you do that too. <laughs> <laughs> How I mean, do you I... feel when y'all force her out her own company? Like, just you know, what happened? What was that like? <laughs> oh man! All right, back on track. However, you're counting. We're at number two or number four. Ash. Yes. Do the damn thing. <laughs> I like that. All right. So I'm going to quote a line, a famous line from this film. So bear with me. Bastard! Bastard! Okay. So my number two is 1982's <laughs> Pieces. <laughs> I love this movie so much. This movie is off the chain. <laughs> it's about... <laughs> Uh, this own unknown killer, and he's going around this college campus killing female students, and he's taking their body parts and making a human jigsaw puzzle. Um, <laughs> this movie is just <laughs> <laughs> what's so funny? <laughs> the vodka. Uh-uh. <laughs> but this movie is just a lot of fun. It's just, like I say, off the chain and that famous line, bastard, you bastard. And yeah, and like the kills, like there's this one scene of female student is just laying in the lawn and she's just trying to study and this guy comes up and just decapitates her. So like, even if you're studying, you're wow. not safe. But this movie is considered, um, was part of like the video nasty controversy that happened and it has such a huge cult following that a lot of um, it's starting to become like very pop. Like a lot of people are now talking about this movie. It's borderline uh, giallo film or definitely heavily giallo influenced. Yes. Uh, although I think if I'm not, I could be wrong. It, this movie has a Spanish influence, correct? Yes. Like Okay. I, I don't watch it often. Yeah, I like tell you I probably have seen it twice. <laughs> Yeah, it's like co-production between Spain, 
U.S., Puerto Rico. So. I swear to goodness, I thought this was going to be on Gray's list. <laughs> really? Movie. Yeah, I thought this was going to be one of your choices. No, I don't even own the Arrow video version of it. Like, no. Mm. I'll do better. Yes, please. <laughs> Thank you. I am disappointed in myself because I don't even own a copy of this movie, and I need to. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's good. He's, I I like it. It's a lot of fun. Fair. Uh, that brings us to Bobby. Okay, so I'm going into the, I guess, kids category, kids horror, because um, you did mention fall, school, whatever. So I'm going with Hocus Pocus. Um, so <laughs> yes. I'm going with a little light, because, you know, we, we've been beheading and, you know, Witches and there's just a lot going on, so we need we need something a little light. So I'm going with Hocus Pocus, y'all. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you are gonna win the senior superlative. Uh, these were all randomly generated beforehand, and I had no way to know what you guys were gonna pick. But once you hear what it is, uh, you'll see why you just win. Yeah. Um. Everybody should know what this movie is about. You know, we got. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ash, don't make me feel harder. <laughs> but it's about um, Max Dennison moving into a new town, and you know he's having a hard time in this area, and he ends up uh, meeting. Allison, uh, and he brings his sister, little sister, a little annoying sister along with him, and they summon three goofy uh, horrible witches and they are trying to save the town from the witches taking over children and eating them and, you know, saving their youth. Uh, I always love Hocus Pocus. Again, I'm going into my nostalgia Land, um, I ran this movie down on VHS. Um, my mom got tired of me playing this damn movie. Um, I own maybe like three or four copies of this, and I will be buying the new still book that's coming out next month as well. Um, mm-hmm. just because this movie is, um, just like dear to my heart. I love this movie so much. Um, and it's not in high school, but you can tell these kids are in school and they do have moments when they're in class and they should be in school. And just overall, the film just screams Halloween. That's why it's a Halloween favorite. And that's why you see it everywhere because it's a Halloween film. So yeah, Hocus Pocus. I approve. (laughs) (laughs) Devin. Okay. So my next movie is a bit of a cheat as well. Um, it's uh, Slaughter High. Um, the story sick. is very similar to Terror Train. You have a group of students who pick on the outcasts, and the outcasts is horribly disfi- or horribly um, yeah, disfigured. And years later, said outcast comes back to kill his tormentors. However, this film, um, it takes place in high school, but it really takes place like 10 years after everyone's graduated from high school. 
and they come back to a pseudo reunion. Um, it has a really interesting twist ending as well. This is one of those classic 80 horror films that you would, you know, rent on VHS and, you know, you didn't really have a lot of high hopes for it. But it's, it's, it's a fun movie. Although everyone is playing, should be 27, 28 years old, they all look about 44. So that's fun. Um, the kills are fun. The lead actress is a capable lead actress. And the kills are interesting. But I really, really do like the twist ending at the end. Um, which, obviously, I won't spoil for everyone. But yeah, Slaughter High. That's where it's at. I really always enjoyed Slaughter High as a kid. Um, there was something about I don't I don't know what it is about high school or things that take place in the setting as a kid of like oh I'm gonna get to do that one day I'm gonna have a locker I'm gonna have yeah. to take showers in the locker room and. I guess I was obsessed with lockers. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was too, right? So I, that's funny. I was too. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't have one until high school, you know? I, I only had one in middle school. We just had a hook for stuff. Yeah, same in middle school. High school, we had lockers. And I was like, I like, I get my own combination lock and shit. <laughs> mm hmm. The irony is, by the time I hit my junior year, I hardly ever used my locker at all. <laughs> so it was that was kind of a nice twist of turn of events for me. Uh, for me, this is another newcomer. I recently showed it some love at an editorial piece for something ghoulish. It's none other than the 2009 film Jennifer's Body, which. Hey. Uh, like the rest of America, I slept on for years and now have a brand new appreciation for it. Um, even if you've never seen this movie and you're a horror fan, I'm sure you're aware of this movie. So we don't need to go into that. But if you're looking for a reason to watch the movie, please go over to somethingghoulish.com and look for my article. It's a great article, Gray. Uh, I appreciate that. And flattery will get you everywhere. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, this next superlative, uh, I don't think applies to anyone else but Bobby, but we'll see what you guys come up with. The subject is best click. <laughs> Ain't nobody fucking with my click. Click, click. <laughs> I think it was default to the Sanderson sisters, but Ash, please go. Dang, click. I, um, I'll probably have to go with the group of the students from the final, the bully students. Okay. That'd be a click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I would go with the, um, you know, the asshole students who torment this poor guy in Slaughter High. <clears throat> they played together. They died together. Bad boys for life. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were a bunch of assholes. I would have to go with Karen Kusama and Diablo Cody. Oh. Yes. 
Yeah, took that's the, a good one. Took the high road there. <laughs> Diablo. All right, it is time for your number one or number fifth choice. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't proper English at all. And in honor of that, we're going to go reverse. So I guess that means I'll go first. We'll give Ash a little more time to collect your thoughts. Oh, or we could just let. I was just what she's ready for. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I kept going back and forth with this choice, and I thought about switching it up the last minute. But I'll go ahead and say it. 1976, Carrie. Uh, I knew this would be on the list. I didn't know it come <laughs> from you, but I knew it would be on someone's list. It's about like, time it showed up. <laughs> <laughs> like I said with all the previous films, I love this film so much. This movie holds dear and close to my heart because it's one of the like, Stephen King movies that my grandma introduced me to. So I'll always have a special place for that. Um, everybody knows the whole premise of the film. Um, Carrie, you just feel so sorry for her, and you're just rooting for her. So when that whole prom scene happens and shit goes down, you're rooting for her. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, forget those. Like who who are they? Forget them. You're just rooting for her all the way. Mm-hmm. You know. Let me ask you guys a question about this movie. Uh-oh. So, you know, uh, like, the, the climax when Carrie's about to lose her shit because she sees everyone's laughing at her, right? The mm-hmm. teacher, was the teacher really laughing at her, or was that just in Carrie's mind? I think that was in Carrie's mind. That's how I looked at it. Me too. You know, like, because I feel like when a couple people were laughing at her, and when she started to black out, at that moment, she felt like Everybody was laughing at her, especially for what her mom was telling her. So, mm-hmm. including the people that was on her side was laughing at her, which was the teacher. But I think in reality, she really wasn't. Okay. Yeah. I've all, I, that's, I'm with you, Bobby. I've always thought that, but I was never quite sure. I think that is an excellent question to ask Dopama if you ever get a chance. I've I've never thought about that. Is she on Twitter? He doesn't seem like a tweet person. <laughs> It'll be real fucked up if she was, you know, because like her being on her side and then she's like really like laughing at her. Yeah, like, like mm. hyping her up, making her go to the prom and Yeah. But see, wouldn't that be the other thing of if she was just like the rest of them and she was hyping her up to make fun of her? Mm-hmm. And like the whole time that would be fucking with her. Yeah, that would be a level of fucked up that's just ugh. Or maybe she was kind of like chuckled, but maybe it was like a nervous chuckled. But I do agree with like Bobby and Devin. Like maybe like she was seeing red, so she thought everybody was just laughing at her. Mm. Oh, I just, oh, I love this movie so much. Yeah, it was one of my faves. And I just love how many times Chris gets slapped in a movie. Like, even the teachers were slapping her. They got away with it. John Travolta popped her in that car. I was I done. <laughs> I'm sorry. Got your gym teacher slapping you. Got your friends. <laughs> but she deserved it. Mm-hmm. I wonder what they were thinking, like, when they wrote that into the script. It's like, hey, Nancy, you're going to get hit a lot. <laughs> 
be prepared. <laughs> yeah, but we need to drive this home. I guess it makes that makes sense. Name, right? bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, Nancy Allen. Yeah. Brian De Palma torments her between that and uh, Trust to Kill. Like she, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> she, didn't, she had a rough go at it. On a lighter note, I just purchased RoboCop on Blu-ray. <laughs> Stay off of Amazon. <laughs> I, I mean, this was like earlier this month, but it's COVID. I'm not going to movies, so like, I'm definitely increasing my collection. Wait, which RoboCop? The one from 87 or the remake with Samuel L. Jackson? Please stop. <laughs> I just want to know. I just want to know. I forgot all about that. <laughs> So did the rest of the world. <laughs> Someone had to drag it up. It actually wasn't that bad. Like, I'm, what I'm saying, it wasn't that good. It was better than RoboCop <laughs> three. How about that? Uh yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> they tried. It wasn't the worst thing, but it was not good. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's. They no, I can't even try. Yeah, I have major attitude when that movie came out. I just I got really I know I'm going off topic. I just got really annoyed because I feel like around this time there were a lot of um, dystopian type films that that were filmed in Detroit because of the economic downfall in Detroit. So they used that setting to you know for movies that you know where there's a war happening or lots of crime happening. And being a native Detroiter, it was a bit offensive to me. Like, just, I guess, this reputation that Hollywood thought that Detroit actually has. And, I don't know, it was annoying. I'm off my soapbox now. I just had to vent for a second. Plus, you know, they didn't even really try. It seemed like they had less of a budget. And they were just like, we're just going to throw someone in the costume. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not even sure. And there's some talented actors in there. CCH Pounder's in there. She needs to be recognized for the goddess that she is. I, I do not disagree with you at all. But I, I just don't know what was going on with that. Yeah. <clears throat> but to your point, I'll be willing to acknowledge the remake and never acknowledge part three again. There you go. <laughs> Glad we could get there. <laughs> Uh, I'm completely lost on who's next. Bobby. Me. Um, okay, so I was fighting back and forth with these two movies. <laughs> um, because one, I, I, well, actually, I love both of them so much. But one of them is more of a high school setting. And the other is, yeah, these characters are in high school. But most of the crazy shit takes place during at night. Um, so I'm just going to throw my two. Um, my number one originally was 1978 Halloween, because, I mean, it's Halloween, you know, you got Lori, Andy, uh, what's her name, Linda, high school, leaving school, Michael Myers stalking them, yada, yada, yada. So, and I just put that in there because I love that movie, but I thought about a movie I watched recently, and I said, you know what, this deserves to have a spot on here. Um, so my original number one is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> with um christy swanson mm. um mm-hmm. it's mm. you know it has a little bit of everything horror cheese um snappy white girls um <laughs> theory, 
and uh, Pee Wee Herman. Like, you have so many people <laughs> in this movie, and it's just a lot of fun. And I know this movie gets a lot of hate because, obviously, the show with Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, is a lot better. Um, but this movie also holds a place in my heart. And, yeah, so I'll choose Buffy the Vampire Slayer as my number one. That is actually mine as well. What? Uh, Whoa! <laughs> wow! It is definitely, like, I've probably thrown it on at least three or four times this month. It's on Hulu streaming, so it's just easy to pop on. And like you said, the talent in this movie, Donald Sutherland, Paul Rubens, Rector Howard, Luke Perry, uh, Hillary Swank's in this film. Mm-hmm. She wasn't quite the person she is now, but she's still in there. Uh, and David Arquette pre-screen yeah yeah Um, he was actually pretty hot as that vampire I mind you in that movie mm -hmm. I don't know why he was he was Uh, have you seen him now or I I don't know what he looks like today but have you seen wrestler David Arquette no I have I don't know how I feel. I was like, I don't know what to be, rather to be turned on or disgusted. Because he's like, I said older. David Arquette, not Mickey Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mickey Rourke is just disgusting. Sorry. Uh, um, but yeah, I see him recently. So I'm kind of in, you know, I have mixed feelings how he looks right now. Oh, I see him now. I'm curious if how he's gonna play Dwight. Oh no, I'll put this. Dewey? If it's gonna be Dwight or Dewey, because like if he's in the physique that I last saw him in, I think that's a Dwight. <laughs> like put some spec on his name. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So good choice, Bobby. Um, he's in good apparently, shape. we have great taste. <laughs> And if you guys haven't seen, he's got a, a recent documentary out about um, him going into wrestling. Um, I believe it's called You Cannot Kill Yourself, David, or David Arquette. It's something like that. If you guys haven't seen it, it's uh, pre- pretty good. Is it, like, free? Uh, no, you can rent it on Prime, though. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll wait till it's on too, babe. But I do, I, I am happy that he's coming back to Scream 5. And he actually looks, because I think, he, I want to see his 51. I should have this information in front of me. But he, his, his physique is shit a lot better than mine. It's very impressive. Um, For an Arquette, he has aged well. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. What do you mean for an Arquette? Damn. <laughs> So rude. To <laughs> <me>. <laughs> this is not her father. Excuse me, guys. Plan when she was growing up. I like Patricia. <laughs> I'm and in Rosanna. love with Patricia. Okay, I watch Stigmata like no one's business, and it's oh. not a great film. It's not. Um, but same thing. I watch True Romance. If Boyhood wasn't so fucking long, I'd watch that all the time. I've watched it <laughs> three times all the way through. I love Patricia. And what's that new movie with Zoe? Or not movie, TV show? I watch that one too. The Act. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still haven't seen that yet. 
It is, it is good. You can see why they both won awards for it. She's a wonderful actress. It's just she did not age well at all. <laughs> you know, speaking of Boyhood, I actually just watched it a week ago. <laughs> and, um, you know, she won an Oscar for this movie. And it's it's one scene. It's where she's explaining to, you know, the titular boy um, that he's about to go off to college. And she's having this sort of mental breakdown, like, what am I supposed to do now? You're grown and I've already accomplished what I want to in life. Like, what am I supposed to do now? And it's just that scene. I'm like, oh my gosh, Patricia, you are a very good actress. <laughs> You've come a long way from Nightmare on Street Part 3. Yes. And that was my entry drug to her. Mm-hmm. And also, if you guys have never seen Boyhood just from a, a, a cinematic experience, it is a wonderful film. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, as I... Uh, Richard Linklater, Linklater, always mm-hmm. fuck it up. Uh, he filmed this movie over real time, yeah. so it was a project that they all agreed upon for like eleven or fourteen years or some shit like that. And they all just naturally age. It's like what Tarantino promised he would do a Kill Bill three that we still haven't seen a script for. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Seen plenty of toes. Mm. I Richard Linklater was used to be my favorite filmmaker because a lot of my favorite films he directed. Days and Confused is my favorite movie of all time, mm-hmm. next to next to Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, the Before trilogy is my favorite romantic films, series of romantic films. Um, and I actually really like Boyhood. I, I think some of his films um, don't speak to me in a very specific way. Um, as a gay black man, but I do enjoy his films. Um, but he, he's a good director. And if you guys are in Austin, Texas, he's around. Like I can believe it. Yeah, go to Austin Film Society. He's just there. Like whether it's an event or not, I mean, you can catch him around the city, and he's approachable. Like. If you have questions, go ask him. I'm not like friends with him or something like that, but I have nothing bad to say about it. I enjoyed my whole time living in Austin. I hope to move back there sometime soon. I would like to ask him, like, how do you feel about casting Blake Jenner as your lead and everybody wants some? Especially after it came out that he beat his ex wife, but whatever. Oh, is that what happened with them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, he was abusive towards his ex-wife, Melissa. I cannot pronounce her last name. I know it's something French. Benoist? Yeah, they were both okay. on Glee, too. Good-looking young man, but damn. Yeah, it's hard to... I forget who it is now. Like Someone just ended their career, and they're being replaced in the movie with a female lead. But I can't. Sorry. Terry. Tune in next week. Terry Crews. God damn it. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> no, problematic people out there. I want to say I know the actress or comedian is Tig Navarro. Oh, Chris Dillia. Yeah, Chris Dillia. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I like Tig. Um, I was very upset when uh, One Mississippi got canceled. She's a funny, funny comedian. I, I'm so pissed about Chris Delia because I liked him for some reason. 
Yeah, it's a horror movie. That's why I even know about that. I don't really uh, follow all the Me Too or pedos in the world. But anyway, I believe because Bobby went that jumped the shark for you, Devin. Oh, shut Oh, I figure we're talking about movies here. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my number one for back to school is Little Monsters starring Lupita Nyong'o. I love um, that. Yay! <laughs> I love that movie. She plays a teacher of a bunch of, um, I don't know, what do you call them? Toddlers? Young kids? I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> uh, they're on a field trip when a zombie outbreak uh, starts and you know, she has to go to Mama Bear role. It's a good movie. It's it's fun. It's it's nothing you have to think seriously about. Um, you get a lot of Taylor Swift uh, in the movie uh, if you like Taylor Swift. And I mean, I can look at Lupita Nyong'o all day long, just just staring at her. So it, it's it's I really like this movie, and it wasn't scary, but I did jump a few times. Like with the jump scares. And Josh Gad's performance or at other things? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm not the biggest Josh Gad fan. So, like, the fact that he was in the movie kind of, like, left my mind. Um, but he was yeah. an asshole at the movie, now that I think about it. An asshole with eyeliner. Oh, yeah. A fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> But I think you can you can also catch Little Monsters. It's currently streaming on Hulu as well, and it's a Australian slash American film. Yeah, I think it was a Hulu original. I could be wrong, but I know it made its debut there for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that brings us to our last superlative. I need you guys to listen real fast so I don't have to slow down for you to catch up. Oh, shit. Are you ready? I was born ready. All right. This senior superlative is most likely to be the antagonist of an episode of Catfish and still show up to the class reunion and pretend like nothing ever happened. Anytime anyone brings it up, uh, you try to bring the attention to someone, put something in your drink, even though it's a cash bar and you're drinking water, you cheap, shady bitch. Oh, oh my whoa, gosh. whoa. <laughs> right. Okay. Fuck you, right? Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I'm angry because I have the perfect, I have the answer for that. So, yeah. I'll let you guys go first. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll go. <laughs> Sorry, that's like we laughed. I'm gonna go with Chris from Carrie, aka Nancy Allen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bobby. Uh, I'm not too sure if yours is gonna be the same grade, but Hillary Swank. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> it has to. <laughs> she's she's just a mess. She's a, a a biter. I mean, yeah. Why not? Hillary Swank character. Agreed. Neither of you guys would say uh, Paul Rubens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that is too real life easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, it would actually be the Josh Gad character, Teddy McGiggle. Uh, he was a pariah <laughs> who only wanted <laughs> fame and attention. So. 
All right, there you have it. That is our Back to Cools Top 5 Special 2020. Maybe next year we'll do something better in hindsight. <laughs> Moving on to the end of our show. I'm going to do something a little different. I'm just going to ask you guys one question. Uh, but first, I need all of you to pick one number, one through five. And you can't, if someone beats you to it, you can't say the same number. We just shout it out? Yeah, just shout it out. Four. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Ash took my number. Wait. Ash, no. Damn it. Bobby, you said three. Yes. Oh, you wanted me to pick Ash the right number? Huh? Devin, what did you pick? Two. Two? Good. Devin, you picked the right one. Yay. So we'll let you go last. Oh. <laughs> what? I'm scared. What's happening? Uh, I just, I didn't want to make the selections personal. So you guys just chose, there was five options and you chose your own destiny. Um, I'm going to say Devin definitely chose correctly. I like that this is going here. Uh, I'm following a bit of a trend from the internet you guys have probably seen over the time of this month called Make Me Choose. So I'm going to give you two horrible fucking movies and you have to defend one of the choices. <laughs> As since you like pressure, I'm going to let Bobby go first since he's the guest. <laughs> yes, thank you. What happens if I haven't seen one of the movies? Just in case. If you haven't seen one of the movies, I'm sure you know if it's Infamy. Okay. Uh, the only movie that some people may have not seen that I think I'm going to save till afterwards, but it starts with the C and ends with the three. Um, and we'll see if that happened. Okay. Bobby, you picked Jaws 4, The Revenge, <laughs> versus... Leprechaun for in <laughs> Dang. Damn. You have to pick one and tell me why it's good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna go with Leprechaun for. Um. It's good because I mean, Warwick Davis as the Leprechaun. You can't be disappointed. <laughs> I just. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> you called off that with this one. <laughs> um, and he's in space. I mean, every movie, every horror movie that goes to space, come on. Like, just Jason amazing. X. Jason X is one of the best. And Leprechaun, you know, he's dealing with some, like, alien girl and robots. And there's a lot going on in Leprechaun for her, So, And he's uh, a penis pump. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I so think Hellraiser yes. Bloodline is the one that goes in space as well, or the beginning. I think so. I need to revisit it. Oh, Hellraiser? Yeah. I guess none of us They're really watch that franchise. <laughs> I like Hellraiser Bloodline. Yeah, I think it, they did go in, or they went to the okay. future, which meant the space. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah. Bobby, or... you pass. Thank you. Now, if you said Leprechaun 3, I can go all in because that's my shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> but go ahead. Ash, you have to convince me of one of these. 
and you're not gonna like it. <laughs> okay. The Sony production of Slender Man <gasps> or the Bye Bye Man. Mm. Mm. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh. It's easy to get over <laughs> underwhelmed by both. You know what? I will go with Slender Man. Interesting mm. choice. Please do tell. <laughs> and I, oh gosh, this movie. I went, I chose Slender Man because of two reasons. One, that was my first movie I reviewed on Kill the Dead. Okay. And two, you have Joey King in it. And Joey King is one of my favorite actresses. I like to see her in horror movies. And yeah. Joey King is in the film. I think this film was misedited. I'm pretty sure I said something along those lines on the actual episode. Um, It does sit a full 10 or one point lower on IMDb than the Bye Bye Man. (laughs) I just want to forget about the Bye Bye Man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) And And plus a black... Black character survives technically in this movie. So well, they watched it. True. <laughs> kind of black director, I would hope so. <laughs> good good point. Good point. Um Devin and my whole heart, you picked the best for last. Uh-oh. Um I could not have asked for you to done any better for me. <laughs> so I'm glad you didn't let me down. Now I'm nervous. It's your specialty. We are going straight to Blumhouse. Okay. And we are going... <laughs> Already know. <laughs> Truth or Dare versus oh. Black Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Which Blumhouse production... Dang. Are... Knew it. This feels <laughs> personal and offensive and violent. Um, listen, I have <laughs> you, Gray. Uh, I <laughs> okay, it's okay. okay. I'll still love so, you no matter what. <laughs> here's why I'm defending Black Christmas over <gasps> there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> went controversial <laughs> because. Black Christmas. We're talking to Black Christmas 2019, right? Yes. They tried it. Uh, They had a very limited schedule. And uh, I feel that... Here's what I feel. Black Christmas 2019 is going to be spoken about in 20 years and Truth or Dare is not. For better or worse, it's, it's a part of a long-standing franchise it's an experiment on not how on how not to continue a franchise um and it's also very indicative of where we were in late 2019 and then when you said truth or dare i'm thinking there's like a thousand films named truth or dare so i had to like kind of go back and think um which truth or dare you're talking about and I, there's really not much there other than ryan ryan phillippe's in it right and no, you're um, thinking of wish upon Oh, okay. Wait, Tyler, we'll see. Pose, Tyler Posey's in it. 
But okay, he's... same thing. <laughs> One of us, there's four of us on the show right now. One of us should know if he was in that movie. Ryan Phillippe was not in that movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. okay. so, but either way, I think I think Black Christmas. While it's not a good film, I think it's it's, it's able to stand on, on its own legacy. And truth that there is not. Black Christmas definitely split up the horror community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. I, and it's weird because it's not a great film. I mean, I, I know I've defended it in the past. No, I'll still defend it. It's not a great film, but I also part of my defense was against it, like it, it, some of the bad reviews were rooted in misogyny. Like that can't be denied, and right, a, you know, a backlash against the Me Too movement. I, I agree with that. I, I I do think some of the uh, gender politics, especially of the film's reception, were horrible. Uh, however, that is not all what I'm judging this film by. Um, Would y'all like it better if it was called something else other than Black Christmas? Because it yes. don't seem like a Black Christmas movie, you know what I mean? Like, given that we had the other two, even though I don't care what anybody say, I love the 06 version. It's a lot of fun. I Me do too. too. Me yeah. Too. But it doesn't like I don't get that same feeling like like I get from the first two movies from that. If it was called something else, then maybe. Maybe suffering from like the Halloween three type of thing where it's like if it was called something else, then maybe it would be a better film on its mm-hmm. own. Yeah. Cause this is not a Black Christmas remake, but on no. its own it, I can't say it's still a good movie, but it's more tolerable if it wasn't a Black Christmas remake. Right. And I know, like when we review the the movie, I my main problem with with this with Black Christmas was that they were trying so hard to push the message, and I had issues with that. It's like we we get it, we we know where you're trying to go with it. Like, okay, you know where I and I have I have poked fun at this film for nine months tomorrow. <laughs> I would welcome any conversation with Sophia Takao or April Wolf about this film. Uh, just even in your question just now, uh, I do think if this movie was perhaps called uh, Sorority Row, House on Sorority Row, uh, mm. a sequel to that franchise, it would work better and be more well received as just mm. a new feminist take on uh, that franchise. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do think by giving it the Black Christmas moniker, it did hinder people's expectations of the film, uh, in all seriousness. However, as a Black Christmas film, I need to see, and I know I've said this, I thought there was going to be a director's cut by March of 2020. Sophia, April, if you're listening, you've ever heard my podcast. If you have an unedited cut, I'd love to watch it for a serious evaluation. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, and part of it is like the original Black Christmas was grounded in reality. Like what happened in that movie could actually happen. And that's, that spoke to its impact. Like people weren't used to that shit. People weren't used to realistic horror films like that back then. Mm-hmm. Versus 2019, that's some fantasy shit. It, it, you know, there, there's some, you know, Secret societies, of course, that exist, but the the how everything was executed was just um, rooted in fantasy, which destroy, you know 
distance itself from the original film. And I, that's, I, I think see that. Yeah. And maybe some of the feminist things I'm just as a male, I can't take in. Like when <clears throat> I'm going a little graphic, so this is uh, triggering for I, people. I think I know what you're talking about. But <laughs> in my life, I've gone to college. I've gone to several different colleges. <laughs> uh, I have never seen anyone borrow someone else's diva cup. <laughs> I don't know if that really is a thing nowadays, but I was just like, that might be a stretch. And again, I'm not telling women what to do with their bodies. I am a man saying this. I'm well aware of my ignorance. I just was like, for me, that takes me out of it. Also, the way she inserted it. Ew. Yeah. I went to the yeah. Yeah. The Diva Cup is, again, it's basically like, um, it's a cup for your menstrual as Leticia um, said monthlies your monthlies okay yeah that seems unsanitary to just like share it even if you clean it out with hot soap and water it still seems unsanitary to share it right but I also don't drink from the same cup of even my own partner so I mean I don't know I'm kind of a neat freak that way germ free Yeah, and again, no disrespect to any people that actually communally share one or whatever the situation is. It just, like, I, my personal experience in life, I've never knew that could be a thing, I guess. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know how we got here, but I'm going <laughs> to stir it out. <laughs> you asked me the question. I'm about to say it was you, Gray. It's not it was about you. Fingers. It's not about <laughs> Let me transition. <laughs> um, so I appreciate the way you guys picked. The one film that I have never even watched uh, that I thought might be challenging if someone would have picked number one, Creepshow 3. Mm. Never, never seen, seen it. it. Me neither. <laughs> and that was going against Cabin Fever 3, Patient Zero. I would have chose Cabin Fever 3. I like those films. I don't like the second one, but... Didn't they, like, remake their, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, the remake. Uh, yeah, it was, like, a remake of the... His own film. Oh, what's his name? Yes. What's his name? <laughs> uh, Eli Is it Roth? Eli Roth? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why did he do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, what was the point? Like the first one was I, fine. I feel like I read that they wanted to continue the franchise, but they had gone like so like far off from where the original film was that they fight they decided to just, like reboot the film. Plus, I don't think he made a lot of money from the first movie, so I guess that's yeah, he wasn't a lot of money off this one. Yeah, but it's, that's when you do like the John Carpenter thing. I forgot why I saw this, so if I'm stealing your credit. I'm not trying to plagiarize. But John Carpenter said, are you upset when people take your work that's available and try to remake it and do things like that? And he was like, no, I get a paycheck for doing nothing. And if it's bad, people know I didn't do it. Like, it's easy. Like, Eli Roth could have just let anyone pay him for the story and run with it. Versus him, I want to say he wrote the screenplay for that one. Hmm. 
Either way, it was awful. I, you know, I don't hate <laughs> Cabin Fever 2. Um, I fall into category. Y'all know, I like trash. So I didn't hate Cabin Fever 2. Um, I think I've actually seen it more than the first one. I've only watched it once or twice and I was done. Yeah, me too. I will make you guys a special martini when we all meet up and then we'll watch <laughs> Cabin Fever 2 and then you'll enjoy it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Like I don't I don't go out of my way to watch it, but if it's on or no. streaming, oh yeah. Watch it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, it's not like it's not my queue or anything. But. <laughs> is, it on, is it on Tubi right now? Yes. Tubi sponsor us. Just saying. Yeah, Tubi <laughs> is mentioned all the damn time, and, <laughs> and rightfully so. Tubi's the shit, yo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need Tubi that. before they started charging. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's coming. <laughs> Don't jinx it, because then all of a sudden tomorrow they'll be like, yep, $5.99 for a month. Yep. <laughs> um, I'd probably still pay for Tubi. Like, uh, let me ask you guys this, uh, and we'll wrap up the show. Do you guys subscribe to the Arrow Video streaming? Mm-mm. No, I thought I, about it. Okay, I didn't know they had one. Um, how much is it? I don't know. I It came across earlier this year, and I just didn't I think you can uh, subscribe through Prime. Hmm. And you get like a free trial, and then that's when they start charging you. Because well, I know they have I'm all doing. the Puppet Masters. I'm not knocking it. I just feel like the properties they do own, I purchase. So, like, to pay whatever the price is, I'm not knocking the price either, for the things that I would just buy isn't worth it for me. Yeah, um, I don't know. Shutter is where it's at right now because now we have what is a bloody disgusting. They're partnering with some streaming service pretty soon. I heard they were trying to make their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm all for people not having a monopoly, but I also don't want there to be Shutter com- competitors. I feel like Shutter's just getting good content consistently. And that's not a dig or anything like that, but I don't know if you guys remember the original Shutter, and it was like you weren't ever going to see Nightmare on Elm Street or any of the normal franchises you love yeah. and hold true to your heart. Now they're pulling that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember yeah. that, and that's why it took me so long to get it because I'm just like, uh, I mean, I'm here for like the little stuff that they had, but it wasn't any stuff that I wanted to see, and I thought was worth it for me to pay for each month Mm -hmm. um but then i gave in like maybe two years ago maybe yeah i think it was two years ago i got shutter officially and i like all their stuff and they're just getting better yeah totally agree um from the podcast to the streaming to the original content uh sometimes i don't know offhand but I want to say the gulag will probably come back next month. Sometimes yes. I just throw that on Yay. when I'm working and have it in the background. Okay, what is this? What are you guys talking about? The gulag? You don't know the gulag? <gasps> no. Okay. Devin. 
So do you know around Christmas time, <laughs> they have like the U log on the TV and they got Christmas music playing in the background. You see like dolls yeah. and cats back and forth and shit. Well, Shudder <laughs> has something called the Gulag where there's a pumpkin and they got like spooky sounds in the background and it switches from time to time. And it's a nice atmospheric, uh, I guess, noise to have in the background. And they have some awesome visuals. Yeah, you hear like nice like crackling noise of like the candles lit and it's just oh oh yeah. shit okay well, <laughs> they actually got the old one on there now like if you go in there you probably could find it but I mean it's amazing but you guys have Shutter on its own like I have Shutter through Amazon Prime right do you guys have like the oh website? yeah oh yeah okay. yeah yeah okay so it's kind of limited that way okay. But, but if, if you have it through Prime, you should be able to go at least to the website on laptop and still. Yeah, you should still be able to. They keep asking me for my login. I'm like, I'm giving you my login, and they're not they're not accepting it. Yeah, there's been issues with that. Oh, I've seen a lot of people talking about it on social media. Ash, you always have everything covered. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, Devin? If you want, I'll let you borrow my info. Aw, thanks, Ash. You're welcome. I love that. Stick to gold. <laughs> so if you watch it through Prime, do you get the, like, for lack of better words, the three cable channels if it's just always streaming content? No. Oh. Yeah, and, like, and I didn't realize how different it was because, like, even uh, the Joe Bob Bray guy, mm-hmm. he does his, his shows, they're live. I don't see them live. I think they come on, they come on after his show goes off, maybe an hour or the next day or something like that. Okay, I didn't. Mm. I didn't realize it was live until maybe a couple months ago. Okay, yeah, because sometimes I don't know the other two are called because I don't really watch them, but I always watch the Slastastics channel. Mm-hmm. And it's just like sometimes I'm watching a, something I love, and sometimes I'm watching something I always heard about, and I just never got a chance to watch it. Yeah, I guess set my my Shutter game up. If you so choose, Shutter, get at us. <laughs> yeah. So, so do they? So do they have like a podcast like network? Because you mentioned they do have like a podcast. Like they're not through bloody disgusting, are they? No, I I believe horror movie podcast is on the Shutter Network. They're sponsored by them. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> uh, one of my old favorites called Video Palace. Um, they didn't continue the series, but I love that one. But there's a couple, and you can watch it through Shutter, or listen through Shutter. Mm-hmm. Darkest Night was another one that I like too. I'm with that one up too. Yeah, that's all yeah. that comes to mind. Uh, well, anyway, um, as you guys may have heard in the beginning of the show, we have also joined a network. We are now proud members of the Slashing Cast Network. Please do that one more time. I want that as my ringtone. <laughs> um, so we're very excited. Um, we we look forward to all the things to come, and we're very happy to be partnering with them. Um, going forward. 
Congratulations, y'all. I'm happy for y'all. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank Get you, ready, thank y'all. You, thank you. A toast. I know I know everybody's not drinking, but let's act like we are. So <laughs> who's, not, who's not drinking? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm drinking water. I got water too. I raise my imaginary glass and clink, clink, clink. Clink, 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 clink. (laughs) That sounded so creepy. You're a whole asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby, please tell people where they can find you. You can find me, Bobby Torres, is my YouTube channel. Uh, I'm also on social media, Instagram and Twitter, by the same name, Bobby Torres with a Z, not an S. Thank you. And I just realized we didn't get to it, but uh, if you're looking for more Lovecraft Country content, Bobby's got it. So check out his YouTube channel, especially. Yes, I released the episode yesterday with my girl, uh, Zero Gravity. Um, it was a fun little live show we did yesterday. So check out check out that video. You might not know this, but is she a Wicked fan? Um, I'm not sure. I should ask her. I'm not sure. Gotcha. Ash, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ash to Ashes. That's Ash with the X in the middle. Ashes. Devin. Oh, oh, <laughs> I got a little turned on, right? Um, <laughs> no, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I Need You Jesse, all one word. You can also I catch me at I Need You Jesse. There you go. <laughs> up from Ash. Um, you can also catch me online at I Need You Jesse.com and at somethingghoulish.com. And as always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Gray himself. That's G-R-A-E himself. Gray. Uh, <laughs> did not see that coming. <laughs> um, you can also read my blog, which I will be updating more as the fall months come at Little Shop of Terrors and more editorials to come at somethingghoulish.com as well as I guess you may find more content on the Slashing Cast. .net website. Uh, we will keep you posted as things progress. Uh, with that being said, say good night, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night. Damn, eh? It 